for the watch. What's happening with it? This is Slink Johnson, a.k.a. Black Jesus, your Lord and Savior. And you're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. How you love that? You are listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network, featuring Pod of Thrones and the Shiznit. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. There is no middle ground. Another episode of the Pod of Thrones. I am your king, Dino Red. And as usual, we have my number one, Lord Latone Hart. Lord Latone of Sablestone. And I'm not kneeling. I'm not pledging fealty to the king anymore. I'm, I'm about to usurp. Fuck King Dino. I want the Iron Throne. <laughs> Nigga, I ain't Jon Snow. I will kill your ass. <laughs> For the watch. For the watch. For the watch. That's uh, what I said to my girlfriend last night when I was hitting it. For the watch. Again. For the watch. Hit it again. I am not Jon Snow. Do not get it twisted. Anyway, welcome back. And this is Season 5, Episode 10, Mother's Mercy. Yeah. Mother's Mercy. The season finale of season five. Season, yes, the season finale. Wow, we tied up a lot of loose ends, covered a lot of ground. And yes, we did. Cover a lot of ground and maybe kill a lot of people. Yeah, the only person that we didn't hear from, uh, that we haven't heard from in a while, that's uh, kind of a major person, is uh, uh, Lord Peter Baelish. Yeah, Littlefinger was MIA, as were the Tyrells. We didn't hear from Marguerite or... You know what's Loris? Yeah, they, yeah, they still on lockdown because I've been locked up. They won't let me out. Been locked up, just like Akon. Out, no man. Yeah, we didn't hear. From, and you know, we haven't heard from anybody in the Riverlands, like the Freys, and we haven't heard from the Tullys. But we didn't hear from any of them all season. Yeah, and the Greyjoys in the Iron Islands, we didn't see them at all this season. Right, and of course, we didn't see any Bran or Rickon this whole season either. No, they're making Keebler cookies in the trees. So <laughs> yeah, Bran is anyway. Exactly. He's up there with the L's. Yo, them motherfucking fudge stripes. I'm not mad at you, Bran. Keep them coming. They're delicious. Well, I got to say, man, um, episodes 8, 9, and 10, oh, my God. Those are those are three Those are three really great episodes to me. Um, yeah. Back to back to back to back. That was That's some good shit. That was a really good ending. You know, we got we got like I said, we got a lot of lot of bang for our buck in that last that last hour. Yeah, yeah. This one just I don't know. This one felt cliff notish. Like you just tied up everything. Yeah. Well, that's because they left so much stuff hanging. You know that they had pretty much had to do that. You know they're gonna leave us for ten months. You know, basically dangling. You know, they got to give us uh, some sort of closure or, or at least the, where we didn't get closure had to get us caught up to date, you know, before they drop us off for another 10 months and leave us hanging. Yes. And for people that have read the books like myself, the television show has caught up with the books. Yes, it so has. The Winds of Winter, which is the next book, which is allegedly done, is supposed to be out before season six. So we'll see what happens with that. But it was kind of interesting. I wonder if how much of we saw in this season was actually from Winds of Winter. Because mm-hmm. we saw some things that, you know, we haven't come across in the book. So I'm kind of wondering. I look forward to checking out the book and being able to apply it to next season. Yeah. I, Although there is some stuff that they have not covered at all in the previous books that they could probably do a whole season six on. Yeah, well, I, would, I hear that there's been a little interesting twist that... For a change, instead of the TV show watchers being worried about spoilers, the book people, because like you just stated, 
the TV show has caught up with the book. And there's some things that haven't been in the previous books that was in the show. Some of the, the book readers are worried that the TV show has spoiled them for book six. Mm, that's interesting. Now, I always heard George R.R. R. Martin say that the book and the TV show are kind of two different animals. That the show goes in a different direction, the book goes in a little different direction, come to the same conclusion at the end, they take different roads to right, get there. Right, I heard that too. But that doesn't mean that there's, you know, obviously there's going to be plenty of overlap. So, yeah. you know, you could, it's not uh, out, of, out of the realm of possibility that, you know, the, because, you know, he does share with the showrunners, uh, the D&D guys, he does share with them, you know, what's coming up in the book. So it is very possible that they could have spoiled some things for the book readers. Let but us have, know. Read, have, have reading those books, you know, having read those books, a television show couldn't just do the depth that those books do, which is why, like, Jamie never went to Dorne in the books, but they had to find a reason to get people to give a fuck about Dorne by using a character that everybody's familiar with. Right. So I understand why the TV show and the book are going to be different. Right. It's just too much to do on TV. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. It'd be 28 seasons. They'd be so many, yeah, trying to cover those books. Yeah. Two different mediums. So, exactly. All right. So let's get cracking. Let's kick it off, man. Mother's Mercy, episode 10, season finale of five. Started off with Melisandre looking at icicles. And I'm thinking the Lord of Light is not that impressive. If that's all he can do is is melt icicles. She's staring at the icicle like, right. wow, spring has come. And then Stannis is dressing for war, looking like a Care Bear with a heart on his armor. I'm like, what the hell is this? You're going to shoot a rainbow out of your stomach, too? Did you see his little heart on yeah, his chest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you guys killed Scale Face? You had the Scale Face barbecue for this? This is all you get? Like exactly, I, I'm like icicles. I, yeah, I fi- I figured some some big magic was still coming. You know, I th- I figured that was just a little the preamble. Yeah, like can you make another shadow child support payment? I mean, what what the hell? Icicles melting. Then half the men took the horses overnight after the dad and daughter barbecue last week. So Stannis is like, damn, we had a mutiny. How do you take all the horses and nobody hears? I ain't really get that. I'm a little skeptical as to if that wasn't part of the plan, but I digress. (laughs) Then your girl, Celine, she hung herself Judas style. And I'm wondering, man, that was a great knot. That was a really good knot she made, man. You know, well, you know, she was a, she was a girl scout. She was a girl scout. Oh, okay. She was a girl scout because that was a great knot. And that's the only wise thing she ever did. Yeah. Only wise thing she ever did. She was, she was a horrible character and I don't think she was giving Stannis the goods. That's no. why he's always kind of angry. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like her. She was a horrible mother. She was a horrible wife. And she was a horrible queen. So, uh, good riddance. Yeah, she wouldn't have been a good queen. No. Now, you notice Melisandre, she dipped out on King Stannis once she saw all this bad luck. I think she realized, like, he's not the guy I thought he was. I mean, because Stannis is like the reverse Scarface. First he loses the power, then you lose the women. I mean, he's losing everything, man. Melisandre dipped out on him. He was like, where'd she go? She's like, oh, she shook the spot. Yeah. She's like, you're not going to win this war. That that kind of told me, like, he he was headed for trouble. Right. Yeah, definitely. Next, we jump to Jon Snow, and he's telling Sam about the Night's King and the White Walkers. And I'm thinking, why aren't you telling everyone while you have, like, witnesses? He's talking about, I hope they don't know how to climb the wall, but why aren't you telling all of the Night's Watch with with the Night Watchmen you went there with, hey, we just fought a zombie army and this motherfucker raised everybody with his hands. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I didn't get why he was telling Sam. Sam's seen a White Walker. It's everybody else that needs to be convinced. Right. And they're in there just having a buddy-buddy conversation. Then, you know, Maester Sam. Sam wants to be a maester. He wants to head to Old Town to go to Westeros College and get a library pass so he can protect his assets, if you know what I mean, because, you know, he's like, I'm all about breaking Gilly off. Right, I caught that, <laughs> too, a few few episodes back about Sam going off, taking uh, Gilly and being a maester. Yep, yep. Yeah, well, in the books, him and Maester Aemon go to Old Town. Maester Aemon isn't dead yet, and Maester Aemon is going to introduce him to the maester order and 
get him, a, you know, get him initiated, fill, mm-hmm. help him fill out his registration and pick out his classes and all that. Right. But on the TV show, he's just going to go on his own. Mm-hmm. And of course, he said, you know, he can't stay at Castle Black because he can't stand for the last thing for Gilly to see or the last thing for him to see when he's dying is to look in her eyes when he fails her and the baby. And I want to say to Sam, wait until you premature ejaculate a few times. You'll, you'll see that look. I see it all the time. That's, That's all I got? That's all I got? But yeah, it happens. So now we got the oath breakers of the watch. Sam and John are talking about pussy over honor. They're both all like, you got some? Yeah, I got some. We aren't supposed to get none. No, you are supposed to get none. Castle black my ass. Castle break them off. That was kind of funny. Right. I thought that was funny. In the next scene, we see Stannis. And Stannis is marching to war like the human jukebox of Southern University. He don't have no cavalry. He don't have no drum. He just marching in the middle of the snow like a damn fool. He marching to death. <laughs> <laughs> Did you look at Winterfell? Winterfell kind of looked like uh, Count Dracula's castle in the distance. Yeah. yeah. Winterfell Winterfell is kind of scary looking. Yeah, it's not. It's Of all the keeps, it's kind of the... The grimiest looking. Yeah, we talked about that before. It, it's not pretty. Yeah, it looks like a dungeon. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 definitely not not pretty and not not cool looking at all. It it, it looks kind of dank and dark and dreary. It looks very Dracula-ish, just like you said. That's that's it does. a good. It really does look like Transylvania instead of exactly. Winterfell. <laughs> and, and Sansa picks a lock with the corkscrew. I thought she was going to use that to attack Ramsay, but you know. Yeah. She needs to open a damn business, you know, a Winterfell Papa Lock. I mean, the way mm-hmm. she popped that open, mm-hmm. she's got a skill. I mean, she's got a skill. Maybe talk to the little doggy girl and they can, you know, put a little company together, get a little storefront somewhere out there yep. and get it popping. Yep. Now, Podrick is in the forest. And what are you doing dropping the supplies, Podrick? Firewood <laughs> and rabbits aren't easy to find, man. Haven't you watched <laughs> Naked and Afraid? You can't be dropping shit like that. <laughs> he drops it because he sees Stannis. And he runs and tells the bull dagger, whatever her name is, Brienne, to, you know, oh, my God, Stannis is marching. Yeah. And, of course, the candle in the tower. Sansa gets the candle in there, but no one's going to save you because <laughs> right. Brienne just misses it. Just She's just about that revenge. It. Yeah, she's about that revenge. She's, because only one man ever really was nice to her, and he was a homo. So she wants to get revenge for that. She was like, I might have been able to go shoe shopping with him. I mean, you didn't have to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> and I have no idea what Stannis was thinking. Talking about, hey, there's not going to be a siege. No, because Ramsay is all about that life. The Boltons rolled up on Stannis with Alexander the Great's uh, Macedonian phalanx. You see that? How mm-hmm. they opened it up on the outside? Yeah, yeah. Swallowed them up? Mm-hmm. That was it, man. It was like, that was a slaughter. Oh yeah, but that was a great scene. I know you used to work in television. That was a great scene. How they showed the size of the Bolton army versus Stannis's army. Right. But I gotta give I gotta give Stannis props because Stannis was like, "Hey, he was like, remember the Alamo? He he must have watched three hundred the night before because he was like, I'm gonna lose, but fuck this, I'm gonna go out, you know, like a man. I'm." Hot. Mm-hmm. He was yelling out Geronimo and all kind of shit. Like he was summoning Custard. I mean, he just Custer. every, every <laughs> motherfucker that got slaughtered in a battle. He was like summoning it, you know, calling him up, you know, trying to muster up the, their spirits to back him up. You know, exactly. It, it there's no way infantry can beat cavalry. Horses and soldiers always beat soldiers on foot. Yeah. So that was pointless. Yeah. But I got to give Stannis props again, because when Robert Baratheon is your older brother, you're not easy to kill. I mean, Stannis saw tougher competition for the last piece of venison at dinner every night than the Bolton army because everybody was dead, but he was still alive. Yeah, Stannis is Westeros' version of Die Hard. <laughs> Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah. And then Brienne walks up. I kind of like Stannis. He's like, "Oh, the Boltons got got chicks fighting for him now." Yeah, you know he wanted like to say, he wanted you know he wanted to say bitches. <laughs> He's like, oh, they got bitches fighting now? You know he wanted to say that. I could tell. He just looked, you know, Stan was like, I'm about to die. Fuck being politically correct. Why y'all send this bitch to finish me off? You know, you can at least find a, a soldier somewhere, a man. You're going to really insult me, send a bitch to kill me at the last, you know, my last <laughs> breath? Really? Now, here's a, here's a point of contention that Dino and I always have. 
<laughs> George R. R. Martin always says, if you don't see the person die on screen, don't count them out. I don't think Brienne killed Stannis due to her honor. Like, I think Stannis mind-fucked her by saying, do your honor, and Brienne wants to be a knight. She's not a knight. She wants to be a knight. But a knight will never, never kill an unarmed man. If you go up and down the books, knights refuse to kill unarmed men or men that are wounded and can't fight back. I don't think she killed Stannis. Yeah, I know you, you do. You think the Hound is still alive? And, I do. Uh, somebody, I do. Somebody, I think the Hound is alive. Somebody else you still think is alive. You the, think I think everybody. the Hound is alive. <laughs> you think, I think yeah. the Hound is alive, and I think <laughs> Stannis is alive. You think uh, what, Elvis, Tupac, and Martin Luther King Jr. are all still alive. Well, that was a fucking criminal. I hope he's dead 40 <laughs> times. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think you and you, the reason why you think he's uh, alive is because, spoiler alert, you think because he's still alive in the books. That's the only reason. No, no, not really. I think because they cut it and because I know Brienne holds on to that knighthood. She wants she acts like a knight, even though she's never been knighted. She they don't knight women. Right. I think she knows the code of knighthood. You don't kill unarmed, injured people. You capture them. You wait till they're ready, till they have a fair fight. His she sword, had a fair fight with the hound. His sword Remember? was laying right there beside him. Nah, man, that's not that's not knightly, man. Knights are honorable. No, all she, all she had to do is like, hey, bitch, pick up that sword. <laughs> yeah, but that ain't. <laughs> Which is why they cut Ramsey in the next scene, who's a fucking psycho and built for the special. Forces. I mean, he has no business in royal court or politics <laughs> all day. He's stabbing people on the ground, stabbing people in the back. Yeah, prisoners you know, of war. He's not honorable. He's not a knight. He don't care. He'll kill anybody. Right. And be happy about it. Oh, that was interesting. <laughs> he's like Mal- Ramsey would be, He's like yeah, he's Ramsey like- would be a great seal. You, you ever see Devil in the Blue Dress? Oh yeah, you remember, oh, yeah. He's like, remember yeah, Mouse. He's like, well, if you don't want me to kill him, easy. Why are you leaving with me? <laughs> that's Ramsey. Don Cheeto. Yeah, that's Don Ramsey. Cheeto. If you don't, if you don't want me to kill him, then why are you leaving with me? Now, all of a sudden, Sansa's walking around Winterfell. Isn't she the lady of? She's she's Lady Stark. Everybody should know her in Winterfell. Well, she's Lady Bolton nobody, now. He's like saying, "Hey, why?" Why aren't you in the room? Like, what? Nobody notices her, and she's got to be the most famous person in the castle. And she walks up a flight of steps, and all of a sudden, Miranda is there. Miranda is nutso, which means tells me I know the sex is phenomenal, which is why Ramsey keeps it. <laughs> crazy women are great in bed. Did you know that she was the youngest daughter from the Chronicles of Narnia? Um, no, I did not know that. When you go see Chronicles of Narnia, she's the little little girl. Wow! Yeah, yeah she I mean, just she just grew up and gained like three pounds. Wow! <laughs> so she's getting ready to kill, shoot all of Sansa's body parts that won't help her create a baby. So she's gonna shoot her in the leg and right. in the arm, maybe in the eye. Yeah, she don't need to see. But. Theon is there, and he's not letting that go down. Mm-mm. Now, he's okay with Sansa being raped every night, but he can't take her getting shot in the arm with an arrow. So <laughs> he turns into Return of the Greyjoy instead of the Jedi, and Reek becomes Darth Vader, and he throws her down, 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 down a flight of stairs. She busts her head on the concrete. Right. Death number two, or possibly three. I don't think Stannis is dead. Death number three. <laughs> right. Then Sansa and Theon have a romantic tender moment. They hold hands and set the new definition of jump off as they create Winterfell base jumping and just jump off the jump off the ledge into the snowbank. Theon and Louise. Yes. <laughs> now, being someone that grew up in the winter climate, I know that we we would jump into huge snowbanks at the mall when the when they would do those big piles of snow at the mall to clear out the parking lot. Right. And we would get on top of, like, try to get on top of the mall or garbage cans and jump into those things. Mm-hmm. You can jump off two or three stories into a really nice thing of snow. A lot of people were talking about, are they dead? I don't think they're dead. No, I know they're not dead. I know they're not dead. That's exactly what happened. They they jumped into a snowbank. That's pretty obvious to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, even, I don't even understand why people are debating it. It's pretty obvious they jumped into a snowbank. I wonder snowbank. where they're going, though. Are they going to go to the islands and see the Greyjoys? Are they going to try to go to Castle Black, where John is? Yeah, that's now that's 
Now that's the next thing I was wondering. What? Okay, you jumped into the snowbank. Now what? So. Yeah, like because because you know uh, your boy Ramsey got them dogs. He like a good hunt. He's probably gonna come back. God damn it! I done killed every. Oh, these motherfuckers tried to escape. Get the dogs. Mm-hmm. Who let the dogs out? Yeah, he's gonna be happy. We cut to the next scene and we're in Bravos, where your boy Marin Trent is using the Texas Independent School Systems District. Well, their system of disciplining poor grades, you know, hitting people with sticks. <laughs> right. You got a C, pow. You got a, you got a B, pow. But one of them doesn't respond to corporal punishment well. I think he was one using the uh, the Ramsey the Ramsey Bolton uh, foreplay method. <laughs> I don't think Ramsey's that gentle. <laughs> Ramsey's not that gentle. <laughs> Probably right. And everybody kind of knew this was coming. I mean, if you couldn't see that that was going to be Arya, then you haven't been paying attention. Right. But Arya becomes Oren Rishi from uh, Kill Bill. She's very dangerous and very frightening. I mean, I've watched that part two times. She got brutal on him, man. Mm-hmm. He choked. First of all, she gagged him like I did my homecoming date. Then she stabbed him in the eye a few times. <laughs> Stabbed him in the eye and stabbed him in the. She stabbed him in the chest like thirty times. Dude, I was so happy for that part because you know I've been waiting for like two seasons to see Arya do do jump badass, you know, and see what she can do. Um, after all this time, all this training from the Hound and from uh, uh, Jacqueline Hagar, and just you know, uh, even going all the way back to her little teacher in Bravo, she's been training right practically her whole life since the show started. And he's not dead either. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's another one that's not dead. Oh God, Serial Pharrell. Who that? she said? She yeah. said, "Remember, you, you think, killed Serial Pharrell." You think the the you think the uh, the whole fuck half the cast is still alive? The according Hound, to you, Stannis and Serial Pharrell aren't dead. <laughs> I said it. Remember, I said it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I've been waiting she for a long nuts. time. Waiting she for, goes nuts. For then she cuts time. his throat. I'm like, damn! Didn't you do enough to him? No. Kill him some more. Kill him again. <laughs> you know, and she she stole a face, but she's really still Arya Stark. Yes. So when she gets back to the House of Black and White, Zartan says he needed to say, a girl needs anger management classes. And you know, That's Hater, you know, Hater Swift was right there. I told you she wasn't ready. I told you. <laughs> Hater Swift was like, that bitch ain't ready. <laughs> well, really, man, Arya violated the terms of the rent-a-face of Bravos. I mean, yeah. You know, you, you got to pay a late fee or something. Something's got to give. You can't just borrow a face and not bring it back on time. And then they say only death can pay for life. And I remember the witch told Khaleesi that when Drago was dying. And I found that to be an interesting parallel. Like, is this a, a theme in Essos that only death can pay for life? Yeah, I think, and it's, then, I think it's deeper than Essos. I think that applies to, the, like, the, the whole Game of Thrones universe. Like anytime magic's involved, I think uh, anytime magic's involved, uh, you know, there has to be a life for life or life for death or whatever, however you want to say it. So Jack and Hadar, you know, since she messed everything up, he has to take a little sip of poison and and he passes out and Arya loses it. Talking about he was my friend and, you know, and and Hater Swift says, well, you didn't listen. (laughs) Right. No one. He was no one. Right. And that was a cool part. Like, that was dope because all of a sudden, it's him. So do any of them exist? Right. I'm thinking, are, are these, are they like zombies or ghosts? Like, I don't, no one, they don't have identities. Arya still has an identity. Right. But the many-faced god, they're like servants of the many-faced god. They don't, none of them have identities. And do you remember when we first saw Hater Swift? Remember she was walking around with that seeing stick like she was blind? Yeah, she was blind. Now... Arya's blind because they say kill by faith, not by sight, says the many-faced God, and they take her eyes. She yeah. starts everything starts going dark. Like when I see the police. I mean, everything starts going dark and she can't see. Yeah, I think that's a punishment in the assassin's training program. Like if you Or it's like the next level. Or it but I think I I was thinking that it was the next level at first, but I think it makes probably more sense that it's a punishment because you know, they were like, you you fucked up. 
And so why would they be like, you fucked up and then promote her? You know what I mean? So I think it's like a punishment. And I just think Hater Swift had did something. I think what it is is that generally, whoever you are, you probably flunked that level the first time. You know, yeah, so losing it, your ego, losing right. your sense. Yeah, of I don't think anybody gets that right the first time. So everybody pretty much fails that. And then that's the 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 next level is a promotion slash punishment in all all in one because everybody probably fails that that next step. Like the military, we break you down to build you up. We right, gotta, right. Gotta break it down first. So we got to take your eyes so that you can. I guess if you can't see, you can't. You can probably not be anyone. You, you lose. You know, because we all use our sight to identify who we are and what we are, where we are. So maybe losing your sight helps you lose your sense of self. That I think, would, I think that's, that's kinda, I think that's part of it. I also think it probably makes you a better killer. If you can, if you can kill as a blind person, then with your eyes, then you like really, you know, doubly, uh, uh, uh dangerous. King Dino, I'm still going to overthrow you next. We're in Dorn. <laughs> next in Dorn, which I love and watch this again. Prince Duran, Gave a go-ahead nod to Poison Ivy. I mean, Alaria Sand. He kind of gave her a head nod to go ahead and kiss Marcella. And I thought it was a little weird that, you know, don't be kissing me on my lips out here in public. Can we? So, so you think you think the do you think Oberyn's uh, brother was in, involved in this caper, this plan? I just watched it, and he gave her like the nod, like go ahead, go ahead. So I don't know. I'm I'm a little. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens next season but i watched it again and i noticed he he'd head nodded her so i don't know if he was in on it or he was just telling her hey go ahead and tell her goodbye whatever yeah that's what i was thinking. but i noticed yeah but i noticed that Bron wants to relocate to his spring break vacation spot and uh live with kitty tyann you know poison kitty right he wants to stay with her you know you ever go on spring break or like freak nick or something and you know you just have a great time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. here man i should move to virginia beach Ron <laughs> <laughs> had that face like man I should I should stay here with her right because you know she hit him with with the great creative writing line you know you you want a good girl but you need bad pussy right exactly <laughs> <laughs> you know D&D the guys that write the show they're both have master's degrees in creative writing and that's the best line they could come up with Hooray! That's a great. That was great. What would you ever said? You know, you want to kill the pussy. Something I don't know. <laughs> you want a good girl, but you know, like this was like Batman and Robin, nineteen sixties, kapow, boom, cheesy. Yeah, I, I probably, I probably would have hit her with a line like this. Just wanna marry the pussy. I just wanna marry the pussy. <laughs> you like, can I put a down payment on it? <laughs> so now we're on the ship, and Uncle Daddy, well, Uncle Daddy Jamie gets to enjoy a 10-second Father's Day because my fella's like, I know you're my dad. I know you and my mom are, you know, banging each other. I know. I know. And, and Jamie feels relieved. Like, you know, it's a good moment for him. You know, for 10 seconds, his daughter right. falls out, nosebleed. But, I mean, hey, some fathers don't even get a 10-second Father's Day. Think about it coming up. <sighs> This weekend, you'll have so many bitter women talking about how terrible and how bad the baby daddies are and how they're the father. So at least Uncle Daddy Jamie got 10 seconds. I'll right, right. Well, that was the thing, man. I mean, I kind of had a feeling that things weren't I, – I didn't know that she got poisoned, obviously. But when he started telling her and confiding her, I was kind of like, hmm, this seems a little – and then that's right then she started – I was like, okay. Uh, now it makes sense. That's why. <laughs> but you know what, though, I, I can't believe I, I wouldn't. I can't believe that the it doesn't make sense that the prince was in on on this assassination because for a couple reasons. One, he's been stopping her the whole time. He's been telling her the whole time he doesn't want to go to war. He's been telling her the whole time that he wasn't murdered, so there was no vengeance to get. So it doesn't make sense at the last minute. He would because none of that none of that stuff changed. Nothing changed. And and a matter of fact, Jamie had uh, met all his demands. So he had no reason, no reason to be in on it. I think he just gave her the nod saying, like, okay, you can approach her and and tell her goodbye or whatever. And she took it upon herself because you notice he wasn't around when uh, after she after they were standing there and they started wiping off the poison and taking the antidote and stuff. And then on top of that, the prince is smarter than that. This was a stupid ass plan because 
they have uh, is that the prince's son or his nephew? Um, that's his. That's his son. His son. Okay, so he's gonna give them permission to kill uh, Jamie's daughter while his son is right there for revenge. I mean, like they're not. They're not gonna. They're gonna be so stupid that they're not gonna figure out that they poisoned her. That they, that they're the ones who did it. I mean, it's obvious what happened. So now the son is it, like. It right. is and it isn't because all war is about deception. Now, I understand that, that the Viper and they have a thing against killing kids. We don't kill children in Dorne. Right. But the prince is more politically savvy than the Viper. And there's a part of me that thinks maybe he knew about it and Mm-mm. Tristane or Bronn has Tristane has the antidote. And we can we can curry favor with Jamie and the Lannisters because they want they want political power. So, hey. Tristane has the antidote. He saved your daughter. And now, you know, Tristane is a little more embedded and a little more beloved by the Lannisters and has more clout in King's Landing. There's a whole bunch of angles to it that you can look at. Or you can look at it just, hey, that would be stupid for them. But I'm thinking that Bronn either has the antidote or Tristane has the antidote. And I don't think she's going to. I think we're going to see in episode one of season six, they're going to save her at the last second. Mm, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We I don't know. You really hold on to this thing that if they don't die in front of your eyes, that there's you really hold on well, to that. I, the whole thing is is reading the books. I haven't every, I haven't seen that post, once on the show. Any, on. Everybody every, I thought who's died is dead. You have no confirmation of the people that you think are dead. You have no confirmation. The fact that they have the never been the back. Show. The fact the fact that they have never been back means that they're dead. Is Catelyn Stark dead? Well. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, and we haven't went there on the show. That's the problem. And That's the problem. Some, and then some but, people. But what I was going to say is everything that the book states, everything that you know from cliche literature, from from fantasy tropes, everything is always turned up on its head. As soon as you start believing something in in any of these books, it becomes untrue. Because I think George R. R. Martin writes this book to fuck with your traditional fantasy, magic, everything. Like, I don't even think the White Walkers are bad guys. I bet you they're the good guys in the end. That's how he, the whole book is kind of, let me turn everything you expect on its head. And it's really, it really is. But my point, where was I? So I'm waiting to see with Marcella. I know you think she's dead. I'm thinking she's going to pop back. But if not. I think Bron and Jamie can open a beach bar on Dorne and live out their lives there. I mean, why not? Because <laughs> if, if if Marcella comes back to King's Landing dead, it is a war. It's war. <laughs> it's mm. war. Yeah, pretty it's much. Straight up war, man. Pretty much. It is straight out war. I mean, I but you know what? That was the only part of this episode that shocked me when her nose started bleeding. I was like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, because in the books, Marcella is captured. She's a prisoner. She's not dead. Mm-hmm. Now, we have On the Steps of Reflection. We're in Marine looking like a Ghetto Boys album with Jorah, Tyrion, and Dario on the steps. I kept expecting them to start singing, I swear. I'll be out into all for one. It was good to see them all sitting in, in, in the gym there, you know, arguing and having some verbal verbal debate with one another. I really enjoyed this part. Uh-huh. Especially Jorah and Tyrion. You know? Yeah. It's like this dude betrayed her. Yeah. Motherfucker, you don't even know her. You <laughs> they were like going back and forth. That was a real cool scene and I was I was like I kinda like how Dario stepped up and kinda was heading the discussion and kinda took the head and was like, Okay, it makes sense for us to go after Khaleesi and for y'all three to stay back here and rule because Tyrion is the only one that has any experience ruling the city and da 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 da. I thought that was pretty cool. I like that. I like that. Yeah, Dario was the most pragmatic. He was the most pragmatic. He was like, hey, like, we don't know shit about this. We're fighters, you know. And then young Obama comes back from Hawaii. He's in the infirmary. Obama's back. I'm like, oh, Barry. I I was surprised. I was surprised that Juris was acting such a, like, like such a little bitch. No, nah, I'm not. He he lost his girlfriend, man. He's been he's he lost his girlfriend like three times, and when he finally won her back a little bit, the bitch got on a dragon and flew away. Yeah, he has been acting kind of bitchy lately, though. I mean, like several oh, yeah. times he's been acting he's like been fighting, 
and fighting and fighting to get out of the friend zone. And when he finally thinks he's out, I'm about ready for him to die now because he he pissing me off with his little bitch ass. Hey, George from Bear Island, we can't hate. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about. Does he Dora. always talk so much? I mean, that was that was that was great, Dario. Does, does he? Does because I always think that. Plus, he was pretty un, he was pretty ungrateful. Tyrion saved his punk ass. Wasn't for Tyrion, he'd be dead. How did Tyrion save Dario? Not Dario. I'm talking about Jorah. Yeah, but I'm talking about Dario. Dario's the one that says, does he always talk so much? Yeah. And that's how I feel watching Tyrion. Sometimes <laughs> I do want him to shut the fuck up. Some, like, <laughs> shut. I know everybody loves the little, but sometimes he does just shut the fuck up. He's always <laughs> just talking and talking and talking and talking. You so just, just you dwarfophobic. Shut up. I'm not dwarfophobic. I had a <laughs> piece of dwarf ass before. It was some of the best I ever had. <laughs> dwarfophobic. That's all it is. And I, if I ever kill you, your eyes will be wide open. Jorah, definitely sounding like a Northman. <laughs> you know, definitely sounding. You know, like it'll be wide open. You know, one of the first men. Yeah. And what the fuck? What the fuck I happened? Ain't impressed. So ten, Masandre. The help gets to speak? What is she? Why is she talking? It's been four episodes where Missandre doesn't get to talk, and all of a sudden she's talking. Yeah, well, because Khaleesi's gone, and and she's like one of her uh, her main confidants. You see her? You saw she was asking her for advice, like, what do you think? And she was like, I'm not qualified. She's like, yes, you are. What, what do you think? So well, I feel good. The show writers finally wrote her three or four lines. I felt good. Like, she'd been cute for three episodes, so I'm glad she can still talk. She's been cute for all the episodes, but still... Her eyebrows a little and, thick, though. Hey, that's how I like them. <laughs> Next season will be the Dario Brothers' journey to save the queen on Super Nintendo because, you know, they walk off into the sunset and they're going to save the queen. Yeah, now it's Jorah and Dario's time uh, turn to have a buddy cop show spinoff. Exactly. That's, it's gonna, next year, it's Dario and Jorah. Yep. And, and Varys just walks into everywhere. He's like the KGB, the CIA, the, the M16 of the world. I mean... There's nowhere that he can't walk into. There's nothing he doesn't know. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Hey, hey, buddy, I've been watching you. You're, you're done. You've done well for yourself. Yeah. He knows every damn thing. Yeah, no, no account of where he's been all this time. He just pops the fuck up. You know, my birds and talk everywhere, and I hear these birds there. I want to see these damn birds. <laughs> Woody Woodpecker, where's one of these birds? He's always talking about these damn birds. Never see a bird. You know it's a metaphor, though, right? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I, I thought it was literal. I know. I goddamn heckling Jeffrey out there. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> we go to the next scene, and Daenerys, her car won't start, no matter how hard she tries to turn it over. Because Dragon's <laughs> like, go away, bitch. Right. I am wounded. She I'm tried to climb on his back, and he was like, get off me. <laughs> She keeps trying to turn, you know, your car. He's like, and then she had the nerve to say, there's no food. At least you could hunt us some supper. Right. Khaleesi, that is a fucking dragon. You could be supper. (laughs) If he gets hungry enough, you would be supper. He just bite you. She's like, I'm mama. Yeah. She really (laughs) said that to a dragon who took about 17 spears. Saved her like, hey, you that, can at least get me a sandwich that she has never trained or spent more than five minutes a time, uh, five minutes at a time with. Like he's supposed yeah. to just—that's like those people who, who talk about how their dogs are so untrained, but yet they've never trained them. <laughs> Other people train them. Like how how would you expect? How do you expect your dog to? You think it's magic? Like like he he don't listen. He don't like. Did you teach him? <laughs> did you spend some time with some biscuits and right, you know, right. some Pavlov, some bells and shit like, like you that? could at least go get dinner i'm like did you teach him did you teach him how to go get dinner now he Yo. can go feed himself that he knows from instinct but how to bring you some dinner you gonna have to teach him that trick and while we're talking about that didn't it look like dragon had about six or seven goats like bones he had already eaten them up did he? I didn't realize. I didn't notice he that. He was surrounded by like a bunch of animal bones. So it looked like he already feasted. He was good. <laughs> he had already eaten. He was tired. He was like, hey, man, I got to go. You got to take a nap so I can heal up. And so Khaleesi walks out into the meadow looking like the sound of music. I thought the bitch was going to start singing. <laughs> She's just in a field. Right. The sound of music, though, a deer. I thought she was going to start singing, but oh, shit. <laughs> A Kalasar rolls up on her. Mm-hmm. And now I'm thinking her face is like, fuck. 
It's just like these but at least I know like the me. culture and the language, but fuck. Right. I gotta seduce another call now because the 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 Dothraki are savages. Yep. And they're also extremely, extremely patriarchal. Meaning yes. women don't have a whole lot of fucking value in their society. Yes, I remember. And and unless she gets another call, remember called Drago, she seduced him right. and she got some power. She ain't going to have no power until she finds the call, and maybe she's able to seduce him. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I'm pretty confident that Khaleesi will find a way to talk her out, talk her way out of any danger or somehow. I, what I think is going to end up happening is that she's going to end up recruiting these motherfuckers to come fight for her like all the other armies that she got. Well, well she did it before. I think she could do it again. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. It's going to be hard. Yeah, but I think well, I think Dragon might have to make an opinion. Over on that rock like she did the first time. I call Drago. I don't think no. I don't think she's gonna have to Get do that. Get that reverse cowgirl going, and she'll be able to make it happen. No, I think I think Dragon shows up, and then all of a sudden they're gonna be like, oh, okay. Then somebody I'll, else said that to me. Gonna, the Dothraki are fucking savages. They will try to kill a dragon. Okay. They, they won't. Re- they won't retreat at all. They'll just keep. You know, they're like ants. They'll just keep going at the dragon. Uh-huh. They're not going to give a fuck about the dragon. They're scared of water. They don't. Nothing else scares them. Okay. Oh, yeah. They're afraid of the ocean. We'll so unless that bitch can take them to, you know, the ocean side or or, or Malibu, they ain't, they're not scared of anything. We'll see. Then she dropped her ring like Hansel and Gretel, like somebody's going to find the breadcrumb and find her. Well, actually, I think there might have been another reason for that too. I think that ring might have been able to identify her or something. So I think that's another reason why she may have dropped it. Like, okay, I don't want these motherfuckers to know who I am. You know, well, it's a good and a bad situation for her because she's familiar with the Dothraki. Yeah, he's familiar with them. They're a great army. She understands their customs. She she understands she might have to eat a horse heart. She might have to do some crazy things, but she's been there before. Yeah, and it's a little scary too because she doesn't know who the new leadership is. And a lot of Dothraki resented her before because of Call Drago gave her so much power in a male-dominated world. Right. We'll have to see. That's that's really interesting because we didn't get to that part in the books. That was some new. So I'm. That's going to be pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, we are in King's Landing. Yeah, we are. Where, where Sister Chloe Kardashian only speaks one word at a time. Confess. Confess. Dame. Confess. Mayonnaise. She only says one word at a time. <laughs> That's it. She don't have a big vocabulary. Yeah, she's one word at a time. And Cersei gets the star in broken, bowed, and humbled. Brienne's the, the only the Brienne's the only giant with a good vocabulary. All the rest of them are <laughs> mute. All the rest uh, of the uh, Ho- Hodar, the 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 uh the giant who fought with the uh with the wildlings, um the the mountain. I mean, all the rest of them were, you know, pretty mute or or ignorant. You know, Brienne's the only one that got hooked on phonics. Yeah, and Tarth has a good library for big bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what it is. <laughs> now, the sparrows are crazy, but they're actually using the Catholic Church playbook from you know our history, right? You know, atonement. You know, the walk of penance, which was actually what's going to happen. But when you think about it, religion is scary, man. Religion is real scary. And this is kind of scary. They got her to confess to sleeping with Lancel, but she denied sleeping with Jamie. Right. She denied killing Robert. That was smart. Yeah, which was smart on her end. I mean, she still got to go to trial for it. But in order. How much you want to bet she never make it to trial? Mm, We'll see. She ain't going to make it to trial. You know why? Why? Because she gonna have she gonna send the uh, uh, zombie mountain over Mighty there. Mountain zombie. Mm-hmm. They gonna she gonna send zombie mountain and some other some other men to go and wipe those motherfuckers off the face of the earth. And then there'll mm-hmm. be no more sparrows and no more trial. Bye bye. She gave him power, but she is Tywin's daughter, so that's a real possibility. You know what? You know what does uh, away with power? Death. <laughs> <laughs> Being able to kill people gives you power over them. Yes, you can, <laughs> you can oppress people. You can subjugate people with fear. I understand that. Yeah. She's so going to kill now, them Cersei's and they won't have more power. Cersei's got no ass. Like, Cersei's got no ass. They give her the, the Anne Hathaway haircut and they strip her down and wash her. But I understand why Robert was 
was pissed off and always looking for a, a common girl. I mean, cuddling with Cersei was giving him paper cuts because she got no ass. I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> she she don't have a lot of ass, but the little ass she had was wasn't was kind of nice. And I, I said that I for a skinny white girl, Cersei could get it. You know, I ain't into skinny white girls, but if you know, she could get it. If if you know, I wouldn't kick her out of bed. I wouldn't kick her out of bed. She could get it. She gotta she gotta put something on my dresser. I ain't no way. She gotta pay me. <laughs> now how are they gonna prove I'd hit the, it. The, I hit I'd knock bad. the evil out of her. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> how are they gonna prove certain kids aren't Robert? Is Maury coming to the Stormlands? Is Maury coming? I wanna see Maury in the Stormlands at Dragonstone. That's what I wanna see. You are not the father. That's what I wanna see. Oh, and everybody go crazy and flee about him. Oh, <laughs> now you know that uh the act that that actually wasn't uh leona henley's body like they had to use a body double because she has a no nudity oh contract. really okay yeah that that wasn't really cersei's body plus she's pregnant mm. so they used another body if you go watch the movie 300 she was the queen in 300 if you remember with leonidas yeah and there's a nude scene in there and she's a more hard body yoga six-pack type of body that was a much softer woman that wasn't her yeah okay all but right she, she's walking down the street bucket naked right and you know everybody's going crazy i know king's landings linkedin has a job listing for cowbell ringing shame announcer i want that job <laughs> i want to say shame ding shame ding. that's like the best job and when you watch that scene again look at look at the lady that's saying it she can't help but smile every time she's hitting it she's trying not to laugh Bing, shame. <laughs> what? Go ahead. I was going to say, I, I, I felt a little, I felt a little bit bad for her. As much as I hate Cersei, uh, that was pretty humiliating for anybody, and I, I, I felt a little bad for her. I mean, I, I didn't, um, I didn't feel sorry for her because I feel like she deserved it, and I know if it was me, she'd probably be laughing at me. So I didn't feel sorry for her, but I did feel a little bit bad for her for just a second. But then I was like, it's Cersei, fuck it, she deserves it, and a lot more. Two things. I think the actress that plays Cersei, Leona Headley, I think she did an amazing job. I mean, for about 10 minutes, she didn't say a word. All Everything was in her facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Like she went from being afraid to trying to be defined to, to, you know, just being, a, you know, broken. Like it was it was a great sequence just from from her head up, like the acting. But yeah. I didn't feel bad for Cersei because Cersei... I mean, a lot of people were, oh, man, I feel bad for her. I didn't feel bad for her. She's done worse to everybody. She does. I mean, like I said, yeah, she would do the same thing to other people and not and, and, and laugh about it and not, you know, miss a, a wink of sleep. So yeah. I, I didn't totally feel bad for her. But just as another human being, I felt, you know, just, just because I'm not her, because I am not like her, I felt a little bad for her for a minute. <laughs> I didn't feel bad for her, too, because she gave the sparrows power. Yeah, she did. She gave him the power to 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 get rid of Marjorie. That was the whole thing. She was just trying to get rid of Marjorie and Loris. Right. She gave him that power, and it bit her back in the ass. And it's a. My father used to tell me this all the time. There are no controllable fires. If you start it, that you don't know where that fire could go. It could break out. It could burn every goddamn thing down. Don't start fires. Yeah. But if you start fires, there are no controllable fires. Yeah. And so I, I, I didn't feel bad for her. She kind of put it on herself. Now, did you notice that the Sparrows would be great police officers in L.A.? Like, they were beating Simi Valley-style ass. When yeah, they were. Cersei. Mm-hmm. They were bang. They was hitting. I was like, man, there's some good cops here. Never broke stride. Never, you know, bang, you know. But I got a feeling Cersei was taking mental notes. A lot of those people are going to get get it. <laughs> the ones that were spitting on her. And, you know, talking a whole lot of shit in her face. I don't think she's going to forget those people. Oh, no. Definitely that one who was uh, uh, the one talking about uh, confess. Confess. <laughs> she's she's really going to get it. Oh, yeah. Chloe, Chloe Kardashian, she's going to get it. Yeah, boy. She's going to get it. And I thought it was awesome, the music, because that was a real creepy and slow version of the Reigns of Castamere that played while she walked down the street. You know, mm-hmm. then, then it was real slow. And I, I said, oh, shit, that's her daddy's theme song they're playing. She mm-hmm. finally gets to King's Landing, and Uncle Kevin gives no fuck. He's just looking like, I hope this bitch had to go back out there and walk around again. <laughs> He's like, damn it, she's home. 
He's like, exactly. He was her, his favorite. He's like, like, don't open the gate. Don't open the gate. And Gargamel was like, move, bitch. That's my, that's my queen. And your boy Gargamel, I think he may get some carnal privileges. I mean, at her lowest point, <laughs> he was the only one that showed Cersei any compassion. He may get the, you know, he may get to taste it a little bit. I, feel, I got a feeling she know. might break off. I don't know. You don't think so? I don't think so. Mm-mm. She's too she into Lannister. She might be a Smurfette. <laughs> His hair is not blonde enough. He ain't pretty <laughs> enough. She liked them pretty Lannisters. She got yeah. standards. But, man, everybody just looked at her. He gave her a little blanket and said, hey, baby, I got a little gift for you. Here's a Franken Mountain. Look, you know, he's ready to kick ass for you. I think she'll take care of him. She'll be loyal to him because he's been loyal he's to her. But she ain't going to break him off. Around. You don't think he's going to get a reach around? Not from Cersei, no. Not even a, not even a hand tug? No. Nah. I got to see it. I think the first episode nah. of next season is going to be Gargamel and Cersei <laughs> on her knees just with her hand. She's like, oh, the wildfire is coming. The wildfire is coming. Nah. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I think it's gonna happen. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Of course, Sir Robert Strong, who everybody suspects is the Mountain, shows up looking like Frankenstein, and he's taking a vow of silence. I don't think he can talk. Yeah, that's what he said. He said he figured. <laughs> I don't. That's what I think too. I agree. I, I don't think he can talk. <laughs> Talking about he won't talk until all her enemies are dead. Yeah. Uh, and that's a big white boy. I, when last year, when he was on, I was like, God, Lee, that's a big white boy, man. Yeah. yeah, he's, that's, that's a big dude, man. That's a big motherfucker. <laughs> big corn yes, country It's a fed. big dude, man. Yeah. And then, of course, the Red Witch, Melisandre, returns to Castle Black. I think she misinterpreted her visions. Melisandre thought, John, realized that John is Neo and Shireen is the girl on fire from District 12. <laughs> I, I think she thought Stannis was Neo, but John is Neo. And that's why she's at Castle Black. That's why she left Stannis. And there she is. And then she, you okay, know, Davos kind of realized. So if you think that, you must think that she's going to raise John up from the dead. I didn't go that far yet. <laughs> I think there's some funny business coming with Jon Snow. Okay. Kill the boy. Let the man be born. I think there's some funny business coming with Jon Snow. But did you notice that there are not many ravens seen or were sent this season? I mean, unemployment is always high for blacks, even the birds. <laughs> yeah. like, where the fuck are the ravens, man? Where are the ravens at? It's too They're cold. It's too cold. You know niggas don't come out in the cold. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we're going to use the oldest trick in the book. Your Uncle Benjamin is outside. Really? Why, isn't, why didn't y'all bring him up to my office? Right. Your Uncle Benjamin's outside. And I told you about that little motherfucker, didn't I? I told you about that little boy. Yeah, I said so too. We 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 all saw that coming. No nobody was sleeping on Ollie. He was obvious as fuck. So Alistair Thorne becomes Cicero and Ollie becomes Brutus. And you know Now Alistair Thorne, now that's the motherfucker I told you about. Jon Snow should have killed his ass the day he became Lord Commander. Or at you the very least, that? at the very least. At the very least, he should have did what Stannis said he should do and send him his ass way off to Siberia. Yeah, send him to the Shadow Tower at or the, to the East Bay. At the yeah. very least, but I would have killed him. That's what I would have done. I would have killed him because that motherfucker <laughs> been trying to kill Jon Snow every chance he got, and he finally succeeded. You don't give your enemies that many chances to kill you. They're going to get it right sooner or later by default. Shit, even a broke clock right twice a day. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised. I mean, the Night's Watchmen are criminals, and criminals are easily persuaded, especially when it comes to violence. And for the watch, uh, for the watch, uh, for the watch, for the watch. Ass. I mean, all reformers are hated, and they're usually murdered. I mean, because traditions die harder than men on Viagra with Red Bulls. I mean, it just <laughs> traditions die hard, man. Yeah, traditions die hard, man. And and the tradition of the Night's Watch is to fight wildlings and keep wildlings on the other side of the wall. And I think of all the things Jon Snow did, that was his biggest crime. They couldn't forgive it. That would be like all of a sudden I come in and become president next year, and I say, fucking Christmas is over. Them motherfuckers would kill me tomorrow. Bitch, we can't get no Santa Claus. It's all Kill him. (laughs) And guns don't kill people. George R.R. Martin does. Six people die in this episode. And where is Ghost? What is the point of having a dire wolf if he's not around when things get dire? 
Yeah. Where I, is Ghost? My my nephew's been bitching about that this whole season because you know he he's saying that in the book that yep. J- John and Ghost are yep. inseparable. Like just like he wouldn't go anywhere without his sword, he wouldn't go anywhere without Ghost. You know, in the books, but in the in the TV show, they don't have that type of relationship for whatever reason. I don't know if it's the CGI budget or what, but they never gave them that type of relationship. But that's you know, so my nephew's been very upset about that the whole season. And your nephew's right. Jon Snow got stabbed more than Tupac got shot. But in the book, yeah. when Jon gets stabbed, he gets stabbed the first time. He's shot. He gets stabbed the second time. Then he looks at Ghost, and he doesn't feel any more of the stabs. And he's looking at himself. So what the book is implying, that he and the went, TV he, show has shown it, he more warged into Ghost. Yes. And I think that's what's going to. I think the first episode of season six will be Ghost looking at John. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> will be Ghost looking at John, seeing John get. Remember when John killed that that dude, that wildling that had the eagle? Mm-hmm. Yep. And remember he killed him, and all of a sudden the eagle attacked him because he went into the eagle. Yeah. And I think that's what's going to happen. But that's a spoiler. So here's another one for you, King Dino. I don't think Jon Snow is dead either. And that's the one, only one I agree with you with. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be mad when all of them. I think Serial Pharrell no, is a faceless not. man. No, he just took his not. face off. No, Her dance instructor is a faceless man. The Hound isn't dead. He's just mm. eating, stealing chicken somewhere. No. Stannis ain't dead. And Jon Snow ain't dead. No. They're all dead except for Jon Snow. No. Which you ironically, like John no, no, like John no, it just, it makes sense. And I'm about what makes sense, whatever. That's why I never fall for this shit when they, they, they have Stannis give this little sappy speech and, and everybody buys into that. He's such a great father and I don't buy into it because I know the characters. I know but the characters. Just like sense. I knew, just nothing like I knew, I knew, I, yes, Everybody's yes, everything does make man. sense. And Jon Snow, I knew Jon Snow should have killed Sir Alistair because I knew Sir nothing Alistair wanted Jon Snow dead. Sense. Look at it like this. So, Jamie, Jamie is a, Jamie can be considered a villain or a hero. Is Jamie Lannister the Kingslayer? Is he more of a hero or a villain? Yeah, he's, he's, he's a, a complex character. He's somewhere in the middle. Exactly. He broke his oath, killed the king, but he also saved millions of people. He also fucks his sister, but he loves his kids. Okay. No, nothing makes sense. It, yes, some I'm, things that, do, and not everybody is that complex. Sense. Not everybody, everybody is that round. No, it's every no. Every character in the book is like great, and, well, and every character in the book is. I didn't talented. read the fucking book, and I'm still protecting shit and right, left and right, left and, and right, show. left and right. And the show. I'm still yeah, right, and left, show, and right. And the show, it's the same thing. Nah. That's why I'm overthrowing King <laughs> Dino, because he's too obstinate. We got to remove him. We got the, the areas with me. I got the reach with me. I got the Iron Islands with me. Cutting his head off in front of the Sept of Baylor next season. So you ain't your kill the, of the week was? My kill of the week, I'm going to have to go with the obvious one. The obvious one. I have to go with it. I mean, it's the obvious one. I usually sometimes try to get a little creative or whatever, and I go. But I've been waiting for this kill, like I said, for basically two seasons. So Arya killing Sir Marin Trent, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I love that scene. That was great. That was like one of the. I think the only death I enjoyed more than that was probably Joffrey's. Joffrey and and Sir Marin Trent. Those the, those are the two top deaths on my. On the on my list for this show, the, the my most favorite. <laughs> I'm gonna go with um, Celise Baratheon because you know um, what's her name? I can't think of her name. She wrote the song "A Strange Fruit," Billie Holiday. Yeah, but the fruit mm-hmm. was always black. So this time we got a little <laughs> strange fruit, but it's a white lady on a tree, and that just. <laughs> A, a lynching of a white woman. It's, oh man, I loved it. I, I stood up and clapped. I said that was great. It sure wasn't Rachel Dozal. You know what? It should have been. <laughs> it should have been. It should have been. That was my kill of the week. You know, good white woman. <laughs> good man. It was a good kill, and I didn't expect it. I didn't expect it. I didn't expect it, but I wasn't surprised, and I definitely wasn't upset. I was okay with it. I was like, good. 
Bye, bitch. Oh, no, I'm th- I hope the soldiers started hitting her like a piñata and see if the come out of her ass. It didn't happen. <laughs> uh, yeah. Strange piñata fruit. <laughs> what is your quote of the week? My quote of the week is, the only payment for death is life, or however it goes. The only thing that can pay for for death is life. If it's death, yeah, something crap like that. Something like that. That that quote. Yeah, because uh, it's a dope quote, and we've heard it a couple of times, so it's obviously significant. So that's that's why I, uh, you know, when they repeat stuff like that, it's it's important. So. And I want to give props to Jorah from Bear Island because I thought this quote was great, and I someday in the future here. If I ever kill you, your eyes will be wide open. Basically, <laughs> bitch, you'll see me coming. Yeah, but he said it to a dwarf, so I'm really not impressed. I Fuck. don't care. Dwarfs need their ass kicked, too. Whatever. Fuck Jorah. He said it to a dwarf. Dwarfs need, dwarfs need to get it, too. People walking around thinking dwarfs are fucking special and shit. They and are. Damn clown car. They are. Fuck up. They are. They got magic Put on dicks. Clown makeup or do my kid's <laughs> birthday party or shut the fuck up. They, have, they have magic dicks. Come on. You know it. Yeah, you know we're, we're going to see. We're going to see when I cut you up. Taste Plus, I, want, I don't like Tyrion. Taste I'm an anti-Tyrion person. Taste the rainbow. Are you talking about rainbows? Is L.A. got to you yet, man? <laughs> you know. It's L.A., man. L.A.'s got to you. know, dwarfs, leprechauns, rainbows, crock of gold, you know. <laughs> now we've, now we've gone to Ireland with the fucking leprechauns. <laughs> So uh, overall, season five, what did you think? My least favorite season, I will say. Really? Um, yeah. I, won't, I don't know if it was my least favorite season or whatever, but overall, it's it's still great television. It's really hard. To me, I compare, this is what I, I've been saying to people who've been telling me that season five is weak and they didn't like it and all that kind of shit. I was like, you just spoiled. And basically what you're doing is compare, pairing, comparing Jordan on the Wizards to Jordan on the Bulls. He may have been better when he was on the Bulls, but he was still fucking Jordan. And he was old on the Wizards, man. Right. He was old, but he was still one of the best motherfuckers in the league. There was only a handful of dudes that was still better than him when he was on the Wizards. I mean, a handful. Not even a, not even a handful. Name four, can, Name two or three players. I mean, you, please. He was still one of the best. name is Kwame Brown and Rip Hamilton. <laughs> I can remember. <laughs> Yeah, and they was not better than him. <laughs> but so. I think it, it it goes a little bit with the source material. The last two books, by everyone's admission, were were two of the the like the fifth and fourth books were really kind of terrible. The first three books were amazing. The last two, hmm, so I'm really hoping the next book is really good. Hmm. So I guess this season kind of had to follow suit, but. The the first, I think this season had the best episode of all the episodes. Episode eight of this season was the best episode of them all. Number one in my book. The the second best episode was Baylor when Ned got killed. Third best episode was when Joffrey got killed. But I think overall, this season, I didn't I didn't really get into it. Into it, like I didn't really get into it. Into so I hope next season really is going to be the shocker and really we're going to get some great crazy things happening well all i know is there's only two books left which means yeah. they got to start if if they got to start winding things down we got to start we have to start getting some payoffs we have to start kind of seeing like who's going to emerge as the winner pretty soon you know what i mean because well they, it has to george be george dra- r martin said george r martin said last year that the ending people are not going to be happy but it's a bittersweet ending it's not a happy. Ending. Yeah, I'm, I'm already know it's not going to be happy. Why would anybody think that this? If you have you been watching this show? Yeah. If you've been watching this show or reading these books, you ought to know, like from years ago, that it was not going to be a happy ending. Yeah, it's not going to be a happy ending. Yeah. So I just hope it's interesting. I just hope it's a good ending and it. It. Uh, uh, it I felt justified or paid off. I, I don't mind it not being happy, but I don't want it to be no horrible the bad guys win kind of ending though either, but you know, I don't know. We'll see. I don't think there's bad or good guys though. I think that's why it's going to be bittersweet. Maybe. And I, I can live with that. 
I can live with that, but I don't know. We'll see. But I, I, I know think this. everybody's being set up to think Khaleesi's going to take over, and I since everybody's feeling that way, and it's all, I think that's exactly what's not going to happen. <laughs> I think that's like what's not going to happen. It's going to end up being the White Walkers, like slow dancing and flea bottom, like freezing people or some shit like that. I don't know. I don't know. But all I know is they got to start working towards it. You know, yeah. that's 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 they got to because we've we've already heat, uh, passed the apex. You know, we passed the apex. We were on the downstroke at this point. Yeah. Well, the White Walkers climb the wall next season. I, I, I'm, I'm waiting to see for that. Is that going to be what goes down? Are the other two dragons going to get out of the basement? You know what's what? Marjorie looking like? Is she in the basement? I, Is Tommen going to ever leave his room? What's I, going on? I actually think the the two dragons in the basement are going to get out of the basement, and that's how they're going to find Khaleesi. I think they're going to let the other dragons uh, lead them to her. He, he's going to find his brother. They're going to find their brother in Khaleesi. That's how they're going to find them, because without them, that's some bullshit. They ain't never going to find her. Yeah, but who's going to let them out? They're scared. Of, only Khaleesi will fuck with them. They're scared of them goddamn things. Please. That place is not that small. All they got to do is go in there and uh, they, they're going to watch. They're going to do it. They're going to unchain them. They're going to let them like, out. They're going to have They're going to have to. Someone's going to have to. Someone's going to get burnt up trying to go down there and unchain them. Number one. So somebody's going to be mm. brave and go down there and get killed to unchain them. Mm. And then everybody's going to run like hell while they get out. Watch and see. They're gonna. That's how they're gonna do it. They're gonna let the dragons <laughs> out, and they're gonna follow the dragons, and that's how they're gonna find her. Well, at this point, your guess is as good as mine. I've actually seen that next season we will see Euron Greyjoy. Now, this show has made great villains. Joffrey was a good villain. Ramsay is a good villain. Yes. In the books, nobody is a greater villain than Euron Greyjoy. You are going to hate him he is fucking psycho and crazy and he's coming next season that's all i've heard so far okay and we finally get to see more about the iron islands the gray joys the pirates are really interesting their whole culture is interesting and they skipped over all of the parts of the last two books which are like nuts so if Euron is coming get ready to really have someone to hate next year all right man well, I guess that's a wrap. We will see you in 10 months. Enough, Sovardis. Finish him. You're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network.